الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد This is inshallah ta'ala our second uh, lesson for the kitab Muqaddimatul uh, Ajrumiya. We were in the uh, introduction, last lesson of the book. And we divided the Arabic speech into three, right? So what did we say the Arabic speech is divided into? The kalima in the Arabic language? Yeah? How many do we divide Arabic speech into? The kalima? Ism? And a fi'il? And a harf? Ism is a noun. And the harf is a verb. And the, uh, the fail is a verb, and the harf is a particle. And then we divided the ism into how many? Into three, right? We said ism, which is mudhar. And then we said mudmar. And then we said mubham. And we divided the verb into three Al Madi, Al Mubari' and Al Amr. We divided the huruf into three Mushtarak, Baina, Al Asma, Wal Afal, and Muhtas. بالأسماء مختص بالأفعال and we said the مشترك for example is the word هل it can be used we didn't do this oh okay sorry sorry I didn't do this last time صح Okay, let me explain this then. Ism, we said it's a noun. Sahih? If we didn't do this, then don't worry. Don't write it. Rub it off. Okay. Good. We said ism, fi'il, and a harf. Okay? We don't want to overwhelm you with information. We want it basic and slow and easy. Okay? Arabic speech is what? I don't know why. Kalamatun. Stick this together. Okay? It would look like I need to study grammar. It's kalima. Okay? The kalima in the Arabic language is how much? Three, a noun, a verb, and a particle. In today's class, 
I promised last lesson I said that we are going to study three things about this. Sah? And I said three things about this and three about this one. In other words, we're going to have to know three things about a ism and three things about a fi'il and three things about a harf. Then and only then can we say we've understood these three. Okay? Does that make sense? So let's start with ism. So I'm just going to rub all of it off and I'm going to write ism on the top, okay? So to ism. Okay, al ism. The first thing you need to know about the ism is ta'rifuhu. What's the definition of ism? If you can't define it, there's a problem here. The, the definition. Ta'rifu means the definition. You need to be able to define a ism. Give a definition to it. Number two. You need to mention aqsamuhu. Aqsamu means its types. How many types of ism are there? You need to know that. And three is alamatuhu. The signs of a noun. What do you mean by a, the signs of the noun? Means you need to identify a noun. How can you recognize a noun? What are the, I, the signs that will give me indication that this is a noun? Okay? Those three is for the ism, and it's also going to be for the fi'l, and it's also going to be for the harf. Does that make sense? All three of them, we're going to do these three. We're going to define it. We're going to mention its types, aqsamuhu. And then we're going to mention alamatuhu, its signs. Meaning, how can we recognize it if we saw it? Let's start with the first. The first thing is, مَا دَلَّ عَلَى مَعْنًا فِي نَفْسِهِ it is something that has a meaning in and within itself. An ism is something that has a what? Ma dalla ala ma'nan ala ma'nan ala ma'nan fi fi nafsiha. Okay. Walam taktarin. Ma dalla ala ma'nan fi nafsiha. 
it has a meaning in and within itself. The name Muhammad has a meaning in and within itself. Abdullah has a meaning in and within itself. The slave of Allah. Muhammad means what? The one that's praised a lot. Has a meaning. True or false? Each name has a, has a meaning in it. So, That's the first point. That's point number one. The second part of the definition is it does not indicate time. And it doesn't show past, present, or future. It doesn't show the three times when the three times where time is. It doesn't show you. A noun doesn't show you past, present, or future. Okay? It is It has a meaning in and within itself. Good. But it doesn't show time. And it doesn't indicate time. It hasn't shown what? Any of the times that we know. Meaning the past, the present, or the future. If I wrote Muhammad here, does that show now? Past? To the future? It doesn't. Okay. That's the difference between a verb and a noun. That's it. They both have a meaning in and within themselves. The, only, the first part, they're the same. The second part is where a verb goes different. We'll see that inshallah soon. Okay? Now, you are able to define a what? An ism. See? I didn't go into the def- linguistic definition of the word ism. What's the word ism rooted from? We, we didn't do that, okay? We want to simplify it. Just take the technical definition. That's what's important to you. Now we're going to go into aqsamuhu, its types. How many types of noun are there? Is there only one? No, there's not. There's three. And I mentioned it at the beginning. By accident. There are three types. You see how we're going? Three and three. Wahakada. Everything generally is three in grammar. The first, thing, first one is mudhar. Mudhar is like Muhammad and like the word Rajul. It's like a name, a proper noun is called in English. A proper noun is Mudhar. It's an ism which is Zahir, an apparent name. The second type of a ism is Mudmar. And it's three types, the mudhar, mudmar, which is ana, anta, and huwa. Does anyone, does anyone know those three, why I wrote those three? Each one signifies a type of pronoun, which is ana, which is al-mutakallim, anta, which is mukhatab, and huwa, which is al-ghaib. 
صح؟ The second type of a noun is mudmar. Mudmar means pronoun. Then this is the tricky part in the Arabic language when it comes to the English language, which is in the English language, a noun and a pronoun are two equal. Like in the Arabic language, لا. الضمير is part of a ism. You see? Does that make sense? ضمير, which is مضمر, it's part of an ism. So it's one of the two types of an ism. This is, brothers, this is, and sisters, this is very important you understand this class. Because when we go to Babul I'rab, which is the, the real part of grammar, if you didn't understand this, we will, you will see yourself struggling to understand all of Babul I'rab. It will not make one, mis- one, se- one sense to you at all. You're just going to be confused. Okay? So if you don't understand this one, put your finger up and I'll repeat it for you again. The noun is divided into how many? Three. Mudhar means a proper noun. Like Muhammad. Muhammad is a proper noun. Okay. Rajulun, a man. The reason I chose Muhammad is because Muhammad signifies something for me. Each example I'm giving in, it has a purpose for me. The word Muhammad is a ism which is mu'arraf, it's known. And Rajul is nakira, it's unknown. Both of them are mudhar. Okay. Mudmarna is three types. Ana, anta, and huwa. It's a pronoun in English. The third type is called Mubham. It's an ambiguous noun. It's an ambiguous noun. Vague noun. And it's two. Hada and Alidi. And that also signifies for me what? It signifies something for me which is Hada is ismu ishara and alladhi is ismu mawsul. Hada and anything that comes from it is the ism which is mubham. And alladhi and whatever comes out from it is the ism which is mubham. So alladhi, alati, alladhani, alati, hada, hadihi, haulai. All of them are what? They are ism known as mubham. Everybody understand this point? Does it make sense to everyone? Next point. Alamatuhu. The signs of a noun. The signs of a what? Of a noun. Again, there are many signs, but I'm only going to stick to the signs that the author mentioned. Okay? I'm just going to stick to the signs that the author mentioned in the book Ajrumiya. When some scholars, they said it reaches 30 signs. Okay? I'm just going to mention what the author mentioned. The author, rahimahullah, he categorized the alamat of the ism into two. He divided it into two. So we're going to... Fi awalihi. Fi awalihi means what? Signs that go before the noun. So when you see this, what comes after is the noun. Okay? The author mentioned alamat that go before it. And they are two. Two signs go before it. 
Yeah? They go before the noun. The first one is um, al, al alif wal lam. Alhamdulillah. Alif wal lam, I'm al. Goes before the noun. Al goes before only a noun. You will never see a verb that has alif al lam before it or a particle. Al. Alif Al-Lam is a unique sign for who? For a noun. The second one is Huruf Al-Khafdi. Some scholars they call it Huruf Al-Jarri. Which we're going to see. Letters like Min. Ila An Fi Rubba Ba All of these They go before the noun They're called Huruful Khafdi It's in the book for you Whatever you see the word Fi Whatever comes after it is a noun Whenever you see the word Min Whatever comes after it is a noun and whenever you see it, whatever comes after it, it's a noun. Ila, whenever you see it, whatever comes after it is a noun. These two are signs that go what? Before the noun. They go what? Before the noun. The alif al lam goes before the noun. And huruf al khafdi go before the noun. Then he wrote, the author mentioned alamat which go what? Alamat that go fi akhirihi. Signs that go at the ending of the noun. Ha. The ba. I didn't. I didn't write the whole complete ba because it connects to the word like that. But the ba. Okay. There are signs that go. At the ending, and there are how many? Only two. The author mentioned. The author only mentioned two. What are they? Khafd. Khafd. We're going to learn it in more details what it means, but it's for now. Just take it as a kasra. Kasra. It's an alama unique for the noun. You will never see a verb that has a kasra. And the kasr happens where? At the ending of the word. Where does it happen? At the ending of a word. It then the alamatul khafdi is a alamun khasun bil asma. It's a unique sign for the noun. Okay? And the second one is at tanween. And it, this happens, of course, at the ending, right? Because fi akhirihi is the ending, and fi awalihi is the beginning. At tanween. Tanween. Are we all together? And the tanween, where does it happen? At the ending of the word, and any word that you see that has a tanween in it, it's a what? It's an ism. Straight away you have to recognize it. It's an ism. It's a unique sign. And that tanween is, the tanween 
as a side benefit, just so for those who want to take more, the tanween is four types that are important. There are more than that, but four are the most important types of tanween that you need to know. At tamkeen, at tamkeen, at tankir. التنكير العوض and المقابلة Those are the four most famous types of tanween What are they? We won't take it It will come to us in متممة الآجرومية Ibn Ajurrum didn't mention it in his book, so there's no need for us to go into that. At-Tamkeen, At-Tankeer, Al-Iwad, and Al-Muqabala. Those are it's ten types. Ten t- this Tanween is ten. Like in these four are the most common ones that you generally study. Huh? Huh? Al-Iwad. Huh? Al-Iwad and Al-Muqabala Okay Alhamdulillah we can say now If you've understood this You now know what an ism is Okay What do you know? You know what an ism is We're now going to go into the next one which is Fi'il And then we're going to go into Harf Before I go into that has everyone, has, has everyone understood this? Is there anyone who hasn't understood? So what I said was the signs of the noun is two types. According to the author of this book, he mentioned two types of signs of a noun. The first is signs that go before or at the beginning okay, of, the, of, the, of the noun, before it, or even at the beginning of the noun. And I said there are two types, alif wallam. So for example, this word, masjid, write it. And then you put the alif wallam at the beginning, you see, it's a sign that goes at the beginning, true or false. It goes at the beginning. Now I know the word masjid is a noun. How do I know it's a noun? And if a lamb is in there. صح? Also, the second type is huruf al-khafdi. Huruf al-khafdi are ila, for example. I took an example of the word ila. Okay. Alhamdulillah. يَهْدِيكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيُسْلِحْ بَالَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَسْجِدِ Okay? Okay, now, is this word a noun? Yeah. How many things are in there that you can see that makes it a noun? Two things which are before it. One and two. You can see the حروف الخفضي, which is إِلَى, that came before it, and the al which came before it. صح? Also, there are another sign that will enter, which is 
let's not use this example because it's going to come to us let's use the word albayt Hey, how many signs do you have here to know that it's a noun? You have ila, you have al, and you have the kasra. The kasra is a sign. Is it not a sign? Huh? It's a sign. It's a sign. Ila, ila is here, which is huruf al khafdi. I found that. Alif al lam is also there. I found it. It's a sign. And al khafdi is a sign. Sahih? By the way, as a side benefit, in the Arabic language, a word cannot have tanween and alif alam simultaneously. If tanween enters it, alif alam has to go. If alif alam enters it, the tanween has to go. Okay? Why? It has something to do with the types of tanween, which we won't go into. Who wants one tricky example for me to explain something just to melt your brain? Who wants is ready for that? morning okay all these signs I gave for the noun pay attention to this yeah tricky question now we've understood the sign of a noun okay I'm gonna give you a noun and I want you to recognize this noun barab tu the word originally was da-ra-ba. And the two is ana. I hit him. Ana in the Arabic language is a what? It's a ism mudmar, right? So the two is a ism, right? Hey, where's the delil that it's a ism? Where's the alama of a ism in there? Anyone who answers this question will get a gift from me. Hmm? The question is, Baraptu. That ta by itself is a noun. By consensus of the grammarians. There's no difference of opinion. It's, a, it's an ism. Inshallah ta'ala. Question here. You can't see any of the signs that I taught you today to recognize a noun. Try all the alamat on it to find out if it's a noun. How do we know it's a noun? How can we recognize it's a noun? And what benefit does that have? That's not enough as a hujjah. Huh? It's the dhamir, like in what makes it a ism. How, how is that ta a ism? It doesn't have alif alam in front of it. It doesn't have huruf al khafti there. It doesn't have khaft there. It doesn't have any tanween there. How do I know that this is a noun?
that's chilaf uh, amongst the grammarians. So to ijma. Okay, they can say to you, it's not, it, it, it has the meaning of ana in there, but it isn't. It's two. How can it be a noun by itself, just as a tool? You see, this is the alama um, that Ibn Ajurum didn't mention in his book, which is the best alama of a noun. And in all of the nouns that you ever meet is going to have this sign. These can be there or missing. This is why I said the book after Ajrumiyah is called Mutamima. It finishes off the things that Ibn Ajrum left out, which is this ta has a sign called al-isnadu ilayhi. Al-isnadu ilayhi means what? It's not ground, it's not mustalah al-hadith. It means the only thing which things are always brought back to and attributed back to is always a noun. In the Arabic language, the things are always attributed back to a noun. And this is a sign that's tasted, meaning a person would only, it's something you understand, not something you see. Are we all together? And that's the reason why Ibn Ajurum left it. He didn't mention it as a beginner book. Lakin, this is the one that the scholars call it It's the most beneficial sign of a noun Which is Things are attributed only to a noun It's never attributed to a verb Nor is it ever attributed to a particle Does that make sense? So this hitting is attributed to who? It's to that ta ah, It's been brought back to that ta And the fact that the hitting is being brought back to the ta It shows that it is a what? and ism. We'll expand more on that inshallah ta'ala when we go to mutamimatul ajrumiya inshallah ta'ala. Because of the yeah yeah yeah. Sahih correct. Okay, have you all understood this? Now we're going to go to an ism, okay? Now we're going to go into the ism, uh, sorry, the fi'l. Has everyone under, written this down? Hey. Sifa, right? We're going to come to that, don't worry. Sifa and, uh, and etc., we're going to come to it. Insha'Allah ta'ala. Where do they go into? And what are they? We're going to come to all of that. Okay. Al-Fi'lu. Um, Number one, ta'arifu. Ta'arifu. Hey, what's the definition of a verb? That's the first thing we're going to do, inshallah. Ta'ala. And the second thing we're going to do, inshallah, ta'ala, is 
أقسامه number three is علاماته أيه it's ما دل على معنى في نفسها وقترنا you see بأحد الأزمنة الثلاثة الثلاثة Because remember the, ones, the, the ism doesn't show time But this one shows time So again it has those two meanings Which is It has a meaning in and within itself Okay And it also what It also shows One of the three tenses Meaning past, present or future It shows one of the tenses Aqsamuhu how many types is it? It is three types. Maadin, Mudari'in, and Amrin. Maadin, Mudari'in, and Amr. What does Maadi mean? Past tense. Mudari is it isn't, but we'll just take that for now, okay? Fail Mudari is not a present tense. Okay. It isn't. But we'll do that for now. And Amar is a what? We'll say future. Future tense. Right? Hey. It is, but since we started tenses, it's better to carry on in tenses because the command it happens in the future. When someone commands you, you do it after they've commanded you. So it's something in the future, even though it's the near future. But it is a command. Sahih. Fi'il Amr is not just a mere future, but it's a future with a command. Sah, correct. Like in the Mubari'ah, don't say it's a present tense, okay? There's a reason why. But just as to make it rhyme and to make it seem formal, do it like this. Like in the Mubari'ah, we're going to come to it by itself. We're going to study it later. A bit about it, inshallah ta'ala. Alamatuhu, what is the signs of the verb? The author, rahimahullah, he mentions this alamat of the verb and he divided it into two. Alama, um, which is mushtarak. What does he mean, mushtarak? It's shared by. 
Shared by who? The Madhil and the Mubarak. They share this sign. And that is Qat. The word Qat. I'm just using the signs that the author mentioned. The word Qat, it enters Al Madhi. And Al Mubarak. The Qad, it enters the Madi and it enters the Mubarak. When it enters the Madi, it means it shows a tahqiq and a taqrib. Tahqiq means it means definite. Indeed, why are you reading? When you see the word indeed. The word indeed is tahqiq. This is happening. Indeed, it's going to happen. That's when it enters the madi. That's what it does. It shows that meaning of indeed. Like when you say. Um, the word aflaha, what is it? Past, present, or future? Yeah? Past, right? Aflaha is past, right? Qad aflaha al mu'minuna means what? Indeed, the believers are successful. Certainly. So when it enters it, it's taqiq. And it also shows taqrib. Taqrib means it's close. Like qad qa mati salah. أي قد قاروبة وقت الصلاة. That's what it means. When the Imam is saying قد قامت الصلاة, it means أي قد قاروبة وقت الصلاة. The time of the salah has become close. تقريب. Something close. Okay. It enters the mubarak as well. The قد. Okay. It enters the mubarak, and it shows a takfir. And at taqlil. When it enters the mubariah, it shows a lot and it shows little. What does it mean a lot? Qad yajudu al-bakhilu. The stingy one can sometimes be generous. That qad means taqlil. Little is he lacking, sah? Flip it the other way. Qad yajudu. He might be generous. Ama qad yafuzu. Ama qad yanjahu. Al-labibu. The one who is smart. A lot does he pass the test. That qad for him is a lot. So the word qad when it enters the mudari' Based on the sentence. It either shows a takfir. A lot does this happen. Or a little does this happen? You put your finger up. No, indeed the believers are successful. Ha. Are successful, huh? But the, the, the meaning that it brings it out is 
There are many more, but we're just going to mention what Ajrumiya mentioned in his matter. The second one is Mukhtas I did. I said, for example, Takfir. Takfir means a lot does it happen. The Arabs, they say, Qad yajudul bakhil. This is Takhlil. Qad yajudu means, Jud means to give. The bakhil, the one who's stingy, he might be generous in a situation. The liar might tell the truth. He's a liar, he's a compulsive liar, but he might tell the truth. It's little does he tell the truth. The word qad here means little does he tell the truth. Because if he tells the truth a lot, he wouldn't be called a, a liar. Does that make sense? Takfir, for example, is qad yanjahu al-labibu, al-dhakiyu. The smart one, a lot of the times he passes the test. Yanjahu means to pass. The qadmi here means what? Takfiru, a lot, does it happen? That's what it means in Al Mubari'ah. Yanjahu is a what? Fi'l Mubari'ah, right? The second type is Mukhtas. By the way, brothers, It's not the job of the gra- grammar to tell you what the word, when it enters that, what it means. It's not their job, the meaning that comes out of it. You just have to focus on the qad, it enters the madi and the mubariah. That's it. This is a side benefit for you. Okay, that Ibn Ajurrum didn't mention. It's a side benefit. That when the qad enters the madi, it benefits these two. Or when it enters the mubariah, it shows these two or indicates these two. It's a side benefit. The author then mentioned... Signs which are unique. He mentioned two, and I'm going to mention three. Because how many verbs are there? Yeah? Three. He only mentioned two. I'm going to mention three, because we have three verbs in front of us. The first one is al mubariah And he mentioned how many signs for it? That it's unique in? A scene. And a sofa. Seen and sofa. Seen and sofa. What does seen mean and what does sofa mean? Future. What's the difference? Yeah, so seen and sofa, both of them show future. Like in seen is a closer future and sofa is a what? Far future. How? How, how, how is that possible? This is the tricky part. Everyone, everyone stops here. Like, you know, as a grammarian, you have to look more into it. Why is seen close future and so far far future? Yeah, Father Swaid. Hmm? Yeah, Sahih, correct. Correct. The word seen is only one letter. And so far, how many letters? Three letters. In the Arabic language, 
every time the construction of the word becomes more zadatil ma'na ghaliban the meaning increases majority of the times so because sofa has three letters it has to show a deeper meaning than seen ghaliban this is the majority of the times there are exceptions okay it's not a qa'ida mutarida it and seen shows the future and sofa shows the what the far future okay what about another sign for the mudari he didn't mention it so we're not going to go into another sign did he, he there are other signs he couldn't mention adawatul nasbi and adawatul jazmi could have mentioned it because there are signs for what fi'il mudari he didn't mention it and he mentioned al madhi fi'ilul madhi fi'ilul madhi how many signs did he mention for it he mentioned two right no he just mentioned one he just mentioned one, which is ta ta nith asakina. Ta ta nith asakina. It's a ta which has a sukun on it and it shows a feminine. Like the word qalat. How do I know that the word qala is a madhi? Because of the ta'tanith sakina. Huh. This ta'tanith sakina is a sign for that this word is a madhi. I now know this word is a madhi, past tense verb. Because of this ta. Here, there's an i'tiraf. There's a, sometimes an issue that occurs, which is... Um, it sometimes comes as what? قوله تعالى قالت الأعراب آمنا قالت الأعراب قالت الأعراب Where's the sukun now gone? It's not And the author said تاء التأنيث الساكرة It's تاء And it is تأنيث for sure But there's no sukun on there What happened? There's two sukoons that are going to meet each other. Are we all together? Allah said, Ka, Ka, La, Til, Al Arab. So we have Ka, La, Til, Arab. This alif is called Alifu Wasli. It drops in the Arabic language when two words are connecting. So it doesn't exist when you say it. It doesn't, it's not pronounced. What's going to happen? Sukun and the sukun on here are going to both come to each other and they're going to hit each other. In the Arabic language, you can't say two sukuns at the same time. It's a problem. Does it make sense? So then what happens? One of them has to tolerate and change. So then the is Sakina said, I'll compromise. I'll take the sukun. I'll take a kasra. Okay? But it's still a ta'anith al-sakina. It's a unique sign for the madhi. The thing that the author didn't mention is what? He didn't mention the amr. He didn't mention the sign of the amr. Ibn Ajurrum didn't mention it. So I think it's necessary for us to mention it as well. 
Now, but pay attention. The Madi, the Mubari, either of those two can show it. If a scene enters it, it can show it. If sofa goes before it, it can show it. The Ta'anith al-Sakina, if it goes before it, it can show it. If Ta'ul Fa'ilaini, I'm a Ta'ul Fa'il, it goes before it, it can show it. Meaning it can be either of it. Lakin the Amar, the ones, the two that I'm going to mention have to both be in it simultaneously every time for it to be an Amar. Okay? It can't ever leave it or else it's not going to be an Amar. The first one is Dalalatuhu ala talab wa qabulihi wa qabulihi ya al-mukhatabah ya al-mu'annathatul mukhatabah Two things have to be there. The two things are, number one, dalalatuhu ala talab. It has to show a request. Fi'il amr, it has to be in there a request. You're being requested to do something. Second thing is, it's wa dalalat wa qabulihi al muannathat al mukhataba. I have to be able to put into that word a ya at the ending to show it that I'm also speaking to a woman. Meaning that word has to be, be able to convert to a female. For example, I said to someone, Qum, does it show a request? It does show a request. It does. I'm telling you, stand. I can also say, Qumi. I can say that. If it doesn't accept that, Qumi, it's not fair al-amr. Now we all together. It's not fair al-amr. What is it called? It's called ismu fair al-amr. Any word in the Arabic language that is a, shows a request, but it doesn't accept the Ya'al-Mu'annathat al-Mukhataba, it's called Ismu Fi'li Amr. Ismu Fi'li Amr. Ismu Fi'li Amr is a what? Sah. Sah means be quiet. You can never say Sahi, never. You won't accept it. So this is not Fi'li Amr. It's called Ismu Fi'li Amr. It's something else. We won't take it here. Does that make sense? It has to show a request. And it also has to accept Ya al-Mu'annathat al-Mukhatabah Ta'al Ta'alay Like Allah said فَتَعَالَيْنَا أُمَتِّعْكُنَّ وَأُصَرِّحْكُنَّ سَرَاحًا جَمِيلًا Are we all together? It has to show a request and be able to take and accept the Ya al-Mu'annathat al-Mukhatabah at the end It has to accept it If I need to use it, I can be able to use it Okay, simultaneously, meaning it should be able to show a request and also be able to accept it when I, uh, that is put in it. Does that make sense? This is now fi'il accomplished. We now know what a fi'il is. Before we move on, does anyone have any questions regarding a fi'il, a verb in the Arabic language? These are three most important things you need to know about a verb now. And then in the next book, we add more things on it. Okay? Oh, yeah. And calling in the past. Are these three Both of them are the past. Qalat is a past. We're saying it's a past because 
No, we're talking about female. This is not a male. Qalat is a female said. It's not what a male said. A male said qala only. Okay? Like in the entering of that tat shows that now this is the word which is qala. If you want to speak to a female, what do you say? Qalat. Qul? Ah, it's going to go into Amr, yes. Ah, Quli. Like sah, sah, sah in Arabic language. Uskut, be quiet. It shows a request, but it doesn't accept yeah, Okay, and many other words like that. Which one? Sah is a word. It shows a request because it's requesting the person to be quiet. But it doesn't accept المخاطبة, So it doesn't meet the two conditions that we wanted So it's not called the fi'l amr What is it called? It's called ismu fi'l amr What's the ismu fi'l amr? It's another thing Something else Don't get too worried about it It's something else Are we all together? Hey yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody understood this? Yeah, both have to be present. Fa'al Amr, sahih. If only Fa'al Amr, correct. Hey, anybody else? Hey. Qalat is for a female. Qalat bis. Take the ta'ad. Qalu is mean when a lot of them, a lot of them say it. Qalu is a lot of them said it. <laughs> For which one? Kala. Hey. The fact that when you put a ta marbuta, it will accept ta marbuta for you. If you want it, you can put it in there and you say, oh, no problem, it works. That is a word. You, if you want to know the fi'l madi, put a ta marbuta just to check. Once he accepts it for you, it's a mavi. Huh? Mubari is a present tense, ha, for now. They make it into future. That's the problem with the mubari. You see? For example, if the word lam goes before the fi'l mubari, it makes it a what? A past. If the word lam goes before fi'l mudari, it makes it a past. If seen or sofa goes before it, it becomes a what? A future. So this is why the scholars, they said, the fi'l mudari, it's a neutral thing. It only becomes whatever is made out of it. It's not in its essence, present tense, that moment. Huh? Yes. So, 
صحيح صحيح it can take it yeah it's accepting of this one صحيح let me correct myself then okay you're not always going to find a fi'l mudari that has seen a sofa before it it's just that you can put it in front of it and it will accept it okay this is a way for you to know and recognize that it will accept it does that make sense? To identify. If someone tricked you and said, what's this word? Is it a fi'il madhi, mudari, or amr? Seen or sofa before it. If it accepts it, it's a mudari. If it doesn't accept it, it's not. Okay? There are other things that we're going to see that are even more stronger than what the author mentioned, but we're bounded by him. He's bounding us to these points. There are more things I, I, I can give you to recognize the fi'il mudari' And he does mention it later Which is the zawa'id al-arba'ah Anaytu Which we'll come to inshallah ta'ala For now Does everyone understand this? Okay Let me go into the harf Why I keep rubbing these three off? So I could just change the title. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna go to Al Harf. Number one. Tarif. Aqsam. So the definition What's the definition of a harf? What's the meaning of a harf? The harf is مَا لَيْسَ لَهُ مَعْنًا The harf does have no meaning وَإِنَّمَا يَظْهَرُ مَعْنَاهُ فِي غَيْرِهِ The harf has no meaning. Its meaning becomes apparent when it's put in a context. Okay? And I, I kind of touched on that before. And I said, the word fi, I mean the word ala. Let's take the word ala for example. Hey, what does it mean? But like, just like that. On top, right? What does the word fi mean? In, okay, let's rub off the word ala. The word fi, right? What does it mean? Fi means in, right? Hey, Allah said in the Quran, Qul, see, see, fil, arad. Qul say to the Muhammad, see, means travel and tread on. Fil ardi in the earth. Do we say in the earth? Why did you change the word fi into ala now? You know, so this is the issue with. 
the huruf. They don't have a meaning. There is no meaning for the word. That's what the mistake that happens to many people is that they look at the field and say, in. And they come to an ayah, they say, ooh, it doesn't mean that anymore. What happened here? So what you should know from the get-go is that the fee is not in. The word fee is whatever the context makes it become. Even though the overwhelming majority of times it does mean in. It doesn't necessarily mean it's always that. Okay? So the word قُلْ سِيرُ فِي الْأَرْضِ أَيْ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ Are we all together? The meanings of these words, the huruf, are based on their context. The context gives it a meaning. Like in, by itself, it has no meaning. It has no meaning by itself. So that's the definition for it. It has no meaning. And its meaning becomes apparent and clear in what? In a context. In a context. In a sentence. It becomes clear what the word is meant by. Good. Aqsamu, how many types of harf are there? Huh? We have again three types, okay? Um, mushtarak. Mushtarak means what? It's shared. And it's there's huruf which are mushtarak. Bain al asma'i wal af'al. Mushtarak bain al asma'i wal af'al. Like the word what? Hal. Meaning, hal, whatever can come after it can be a what? It can be a what? It can be a noun. It can also be a fa'al. Qul huwa naba'un azim. Sah? Qul huwa. Huwa is a what? What did we say to huwa was? It's an ism. So the word. No, no, no. Qul huwa naba'un azim. I don't know why I got that example. I was using it for the word. Qul. Sorry. Hal. Ataka. Ataka is a what? Fa'il. So I took a fi'il, that's an example. Hal ataka. Hal ataka naba'u al-khasmi itasawru al-mihrab, sah? Hal ataka. Hal ha. So what came after it is what? It's a fi'il, right? And also it can go, a noun can come after it. An example for that is? I want the Qur'an. هَلْ هُنَّ كَاشِفَاتُ ضُرِّهِ هَلْ هُنَّ صحيح هُنَّ is a what a pronoun So that's the beauty about it The word هَلْ What can, comes after it can be an ism And what comes after it can be a what? A fa'il No problem It's mushtarak It's shared by both The second type of huruf is مُخْتَصٌ بِالْأَسْمَاءِ Meaning they're unique They're unique for the nouns, and this is what? Uh, the word fi, for example. Or the word ila. Huruf al-khafdi that we just took. 
حروف الخفض that we just took في إلى عن ربا با they are all unique for the noun we just took it as one of the signs of the noun did we not? so حروف الخفض are all what? مختص بالأسماء the word في what comes after it's always going to be a noun إلى what comes after it's always going to be a noun because it's specific for the noun this type and the third one is مختص بالأفعال And this is lam and lan, which both represent what? Adawatul jazmi and adawatul nasbi. Adawatul jazmi and adawatul nasbi are unique for the fi'l. Like the word lam, whatever comes after it's always going to be a verb. Lan, whatever comes after it's always going to be a verb. And then these are the three types of art huruf. Hal is a harf, fi is a harf, lam and lan are huruf. What's the difference? It can, what can fall after it is a noun or a verb. Fi, whatever comes after it can be a what? A noun. And lam and len, whatever comes after it is uh, only a, uh, a verb. Okay? How do you, um, what, is, what is the sign of a noun? What's the sign of the noun? The sign of a noun is, that's the sign. Harf, sorry. What's the alama? The sign of a harf. The alama of the harf is zero. So the scholars, they said, how can something exist and not have a sign? It doesn't make sense, huh? So when I, what I mean by this X is, it doesn't have the signs of the noun and the signs of the verb and whatever is left over is harf. Okay? Once you learnt the signs of the noun and the signs of the... the uh, Af'al, verbs, whatever is left over is the sign of a what? A harf, a particle. وَالْحَرْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَهُ عَلَامَةً فَقِسْ عَلَى مَا أَقُولُ تَكُنْ عَلَّامَةً The poet said. وَالْحَرْفُ, a harf is مَا لَيْسَ لَهُ عَلَامَةً It has no sign. فَقِسْ Use my statement as an analogy and stick to it. What's going to happen? تَكُنْ عَلَّامَةً You're going to become a scholar. Okay? Hariri said in his maqamat. No, it's not ism. Oh, is, is, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Before I jump, before I jump. Is attack uh, ism? Yes, no? We're going to come to that. I don't want to confuse the students. I don't want them to get unbalanced. We're going to come to the difference between قالت and the word قالت that ta is what? is it a harf? قالت قالت is a harf or ism? the ta قلت and قالت both the ta are the isms which one is the ism? I don't worry don't get confused inshallah we're going to come to it okay one of the things that destroys grammar is going ahead of yourself. So we're not going to do that, okay? That's what harf is. Harf is the most easiest one for you to all understand. Like it's just easy to identify this is a harf. Generally speaking, people don't struggle. The ones that the people struggle the most with is the verb and the, and the ism. Okay, I want to do something, inshallah ta'ala.
and I really want you to all pay attention to this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna conclude at this point, but I really want you to all pay attention now, because we're now gonna go into the, the, the see, this was all an introduction, by the way. Now it starts. Now it starts. This is where Nahwa grammar starts now, okay? All you are just doing now is identifying things. You still haven't studied grammar yet. Now we're going to start. Okay, pay attention. The author, rahimahullah, he now goes into a chapter called Al-I'rab. He goes to a, ch a chapter called what? Al-I'rab. So this is the first chapter of the book. The other one was Muqaddimah. It's an introduction. And I'rab, it means grammatical Okay. Analysis, right? Grammatical analysis. It is that we're going to grammatically analyze words now. Don't worry, the author is going to give us وَالتَّغْيِيرُ أَوَاخِرِ الْكَلِمِ الْإِخْتِلَافِ الْعَوَامِ الْدَّاخِلَةِ عَلَيْهَا لَفْضًا أَوْ تَقْدِيرًا It's going to come to us. Okay? Before we go into that, what is it that we're going to be taking in this chapter, Al-I'rab? What we're going to be taking, as I said, is we're going to grammatically analyze words. The kalima in the Arabic language, we're going to analyze it. We're going to look at it under, we're going to put it under the microscope. Does everyone understand that? And we're going to look at this word, what is it grammatically? Okay? Here is the, the most important question, which is, what is it in the Arabic language that's analyzed, that i'rab is done of? We just took in the Arabic language, how many did we mention? We said there is three. We said ism, we said fi'il, and we also said a what? We said har, uh, harf, right? And then we divided the ism into how many? We said it's what? Mudhar. And we said what? Mudmar. And we said? Mubham. And the fi'l we divided into how many? Al-Madi. Al-Mudari'ah. And Al-Amr. And the harf we divided into how many? Mushtarak. مختص بالأسماء صح؟ and مختص بالأفعال صح؟ that's what we did right؟ what is it that we do إعراب of؟ what are we going to do إعراب of؟ what are we grammatically going to analyze؟ right؟ I want you to write this. in the Arabic language the things that we do إعراب in is اسم مظهر Okay. We also do i'rab of al-mudari'. The rest is forget it. The the rest no i'rab. Gone. We don't do i'rab of it. 
the whole chapter of Bab al-I'rab, all you're going to focus on is Ism al-Dhar and Ism al The rest are not Mu'rab. They are all called Mabni. Another chapter. They're all called what? Mabni. Which is nothing to do with the Arab. So, eliminate this one. Okay? Eliminate it. Get rid of it. The whole of harf, gone. Ism, one is taken. And fi'il, only the mubari' is taken. Now I'm going to do something. Don't worry, I'm going to quickly rub it off. But don't worry, I'm going to bring it back right now. What were the two that we just said right now that we're going to, we're going to do i'rab of? Two things we said we're going to do i'rab of, right? The first one was what? Ism? Ism mudhar. Six things come out of it. Six things come out of the ism mudhar. One. Two, three, four, five, and six. The fi'l mubari', which is the second thing we do in Arab of. Remember, I mentioned it, correct? Yeah? Two things come out of it. One and two. What is this six from this one? Isim. If it's a mufrad. Jam'u at-taksir. Jam'u at-taksir. Jam'u mu'annath. Salim um, Al Muthanna um, Jam Mudakar Al Salim Al Asma Al Khamsa And the fi'l mudari' is Al fi'l Al mudari' Alladhi Lam Lam yatasil Bi-akhirihi Shayun And af'al al-khamsa Those eight is what we do Arab of. So six on this side. So here is two. And here is six. Six plus two is how much? Eight. Jam'u 
كم مؤنث لسالم كسيد نو بروبلم فاين نو بروبلم Does everyone understand now? Yeah, they stayed mibli, they stayed the way they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We haven't defined Al Arab yet. And we haven't also spoken we haven't also spoken about <coughs> We also haven't spoken about the signs of the Arab. We'll leave that for next week. Too much information for today, right? Anyone have any questions? Hmm. Huh? Any homework? After Al Arab, there's going to be a lot of homework, inshallah. After this, there's going to start next to class. We're going to be starting taking many examples. Because right now we're starting the book. Now it's grammatical analysis. We're going to start scrutinizing words and giving many examples. So, what I'm going to do next lesson, inshallah, just to let you know, is I'm going to go through with you ism mufrad, what it means. And I'm going to give you so much examples of ism mufrad. And then a jam'u al-taksir. And a jam'u al-mu'annath al-salim. And then al-muthanna. And a jam'u al-mudakir al-salim, al-asma'i al-khamsa. Fi'lu al-murada'i al-ladhi lam yatasil bi-akhirhi shay'un. And al-fa'alu al-khamsa. I'm going to give you each one what it is. And then we're going to put it into sentences. And then we're going to look at it, inshallah ta'ala. This is, I hope... It's making things easy for you guys. Simplifying it. Because again, it's a big book for whoever hasn't studied it before. Okay? I've taught this book more than 50 times. But every time, to be honest, it's tricky how to transit from this class today to next lesson. It's so tricky for a person who hasn't taken it. It's only tricky, but it's not hard. You open your mind and you try to understand, um, you'll get it, inshallah ta'ala.
يوجد ايه؟ حرف إذ ما ليس له معنى في ذاته ما ليس له معنى في نفسها It doesn't have a meaning in and within itself وإنما يظهر معناه but its meaning becomes apparent في غيره in a context in something else it becomes clear like the word قل سيروا في الأرض Yes, definitely. Inshallah. When we start going into each one and we start to put it into sentences and we break it down, this is when it becomes a bit tricky. Tricky, okay? But it's not hard. Inshallah. When you open your mind for it and you revise, and it, I'll also encourage you to go online and try to read about it. Don't just come without having, having read before. Try to read, try to watch videos and classes. There's a lot of videos on YouTube that you can watch. Okay, that go through Al-Jurumiyah. Go on those lessons. Take, come here as a revision. That's what I would encourage you. If you come here and you haven't revised or haven't looked at anything, it might be a bit tricky for you. It might be what? A bit tricky for you. It's necessary for student knowledge to come to a class, especially this class for grammar, and have had some pre-readings, okay? And also a post. After this class, go home and start going over what I mentioned and any other things that you can add on to it, inshallah ta'ala. The best explanation that I can encourage you with is tuhfatu saniyah. It's best. Anyone who came after that sharah, they took it from there. Muhammad Muhyiddin Abdul Hamid. Anybody. Hatta Sheikh ibn Uthaymin. That's the best sharah. It's the most classical, the best and it gives you many, what do you call it, uh, tamarin. It's called a tuhfa to saniyah. It's also in English, right? Ah, it's also in English. There it is. Sorry. A tuhfa to saniyah bi sharh al-muqaddimati al-ajrumiyah. This is the, one of the best tabaat, by the way. Mu'assistu al-risala. Yeah? The author is Muhammad Muhyiddin Abdul Hamid. Um, the, this is the, one of the best tabaat. It's called Mu'assasatu. Okay, I highly encourage you to get this book, inshallah. Which one? The kitab is called Muqaddimat al-Ajrumiyah. Yeah, there's a book after it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, this is a, like a beginner book for the student. But it's a classical beginner book. So I encourage you to buy this one, inshallah ta'ala. Also, it's translated in English. So, alhamdulillah. This book is translated in English. Recently came out as well. I'll encourage you to get it, inshallah. I think that Taba is Darul Arqam, right? Yeah, they published it. So get it. And inshallah, that with this one. If you literally, literally, if you actually read this and you come to my class, my class will be so easy for you. Because, yeah, it's called Muhammad. Let me write it down on the board. Kitab is called That's the name of the book And the author is 
the, the author who wrote it, his name is called So, Muhammad Muhyiddin Abdul Hamid. The publication here is good. So, just get the more. The kitab's been published so many times. Muassasatul Risala. Yeah, Muassasatul Risala. So, that's the name of the book. That's the author of the book. And that's the publication. Also, there is the English. You can get, inshallah, ta'ala. I encourage you if, you, if you can get it, inshallah, ta'ala. What we can do, inshallah, ta'ala, is after every class, there's questions that he put at the end. We can actually do those questions together. And he brings examples. So I can ask you guys to try those examples, inshallah, ta'ala. There's a, a section where he... He asks questions and answers. There's no answers written there, so I can give you the answers, inshallah, if you can't get it. But generally, the answers are from the book itself. Okay? I think everything I said was taken from here. Everything I said, and more is in here. There's more here. I'm just trying to simplify what he's saying. We're studying this one now. So, since we're studying it now, you make sure you, you get this sharah, inshallah ta'ala. You'll benefit. Uh, yeah, half a dollar. Do you go to the other types because of the ending in the fix or the uh, Which ones? Yeah, they're fixed, as I mentioned. They're fixed, they don't change. It's called mebni. It doesn't move. We'll be taking that, don't worry, inshallah, next lesson. The matan of Jeremia, take with the sharah. This sharah and the matan is good. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad uh, Muhammad. Very good. Abdul Muhsin Qasim did a good job, mashallah. It's very good. Like, if you, I, you want to memorize it, for instance. Oh, that's good. There's two poetries. I don't know, some people they prefer memorizing poetry, right? Like, in a poetic way. I prefer poetry instead of a nathar. Like, الكلام هو اللفظ المركب المفيد بالوضع وأقسامه ثلاثة اسم وفعل وحرف جاء لمعنى for me that's a bit if it was more poetic it would, it would be easier for a person to memorize so to say كلامنا لفظ مفيد كاستقم واسم وفعل ثم حرف الكلم واحده كلمة والقول عم وكلمة بها كلام قد يؤم بالجر والتنوين والنداء والمسند للاسم تمييز حصل بتا فعلت وأتت ويفعل ونفعل this is more simpler and easy, simple, more simple and easy to memorize because it's poetic. It rhymes, and that's my uh, personal preference. So there is a poetry for Adrumia, written by two scholars. One is Sharafuddin al-Umriti. He made a poetry of Adrumia. You can memorize that. That's more classic. And there's one that re not recently, but it's come out in our modern time, and it's the one by the great Shankirti scholar. Who called it um, Abdurabbi? 
he has another one it on Ejrumiya, and that's become more accepted in the world today. Um, on Ejrumiya, if you can memorize that, good. But again, my advice: don't memorize anything. Okay, don't. When it comes to this, just study Ejrumiya very well. Maybe three, four times, go over it, understand it properly. And then go to Mutamimatul Ajrumiya, understand it properly, don't memorize it. Then go to Qatrul Nada, understand it, don't memorize it. And then go and memorize Al Fiyatul Malik. Khalas. Just use Al Fiyat as a memorization, but the rest, study it so deeply and ground yourself in understanding. And the only one that you memorize is Al Fiyatul Malik because it's Jami'ah, Mani'ah. It's comprehensive. It's only a thousand lines, 16 lines a day. Two months you can finish it. Two months. You, on your, in your chest you have what? The whole entire Arabic. Nahu Ansarf. Al-Fayyatul Malik is not only Nahu, it's Nahu Ansarf. But the other f- books, which is Ajrumiya, Mutamimatul Ajrumiya, Lamiyatul Af'al and Qatrul Nada. Those four that go before it, so understand it. Go over it four or five times, four or five times, four or five times, four or five times. And then all you have to just memorize is what? Al Fiyat Malik. Are we all together, brothers? I know a brother, I know a brother who memorized Al Fiyat Malik in three days. He's not Salaf, he's not Tayyab Salaf. Three days with my two eyes, I saw him sit down and memorize a thousand lines. I saw, I saw another brother who um, got challenged. We were sitting in a gathering and he got challenged. Basically, there was a competition done in Mamlaka Arabi Saudi Arabia. And uh, Shalakita, you, you know the Shalakita, right? The Mauritanians. Yeah? They memorize everything. So uh, they, he, they challenged. They, they, they were coming, competitions just. What book is it? They won't even prepare. They just ask on the day. What book do you guys want? Okay. And they just read. That's how the Mauritanians are. So there's a competition on Nahu Al-Fitr Malik. Okay. He's never ever studied La Nahu Wala. He's never memorized it before. First time. Awwal Marra. So they announced it in the... Uh, they announced it that there's going to be a competition on Al-Fitr Malik. Students said to him, don't even, why are you looking at the billboard? <laughs> don't, don't embarrass yourself. Don't even look at the billboard. <laughs> the shanaqata are going to come and they're going to memorize. He said, no, no, I can do it. Why, why not? He went home. The first day he memorized 500 lines of poetry. Itqanan. He read it on me. Mutqinan. I thought he memorized it before. I said, say, wallahi, you never memorized this before. He said, wallahi, never. The second day, he broke it into 250 and 250 and something. The two, the, 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 sorry, the, the, sec, the second and the third day. So second day, 250, and then 250 something. That's how he did his thousand. He went in, and he came number one in the competition. Number one, he took it. He, he took it. So some people are like that. They're gifted. This is hiba min Allah. I don't say we all have it. I definitely don't have that. Nowhere close to that. That I can memorize 500 lines in one day. Abedan. But 
it's just 16 lines a day. Just 16. That's easy. That's accomplished. That's something a person can accomplish. 16 lines. Today, what we took right now, if you go home and just memorize that from Ibn Al-Fiyah and Nahu, Al-Fiyah to Malik, do it with the class. Just memorize that portion. Even if you don't understand it, just memorize it. It'll help you. And Allah knows best. Knowledge, brothers, is it's what you memorize. I'm telling you this. It's hard to just understand with no memorization. Really hard. There, is, there has to be an amount of memorization. Sah? It's an amount of memorization. I encourage you guys to sit down and. We're at a time when people belittle the concept of memorization. They really belittle the concept of memorization. Do I really need to memorize it? They're all in books, they're all online, they're PDFs. Why do I need to memorize? It's actually connected to the understanding, and that's the truth. And Allah knows best. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan. And Allah and His Messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu